to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Awesome. Yes. Another week. Woo. Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio, where we uh, we are waking people up, red-pilling people one person at a time, and uh, get on board. Yeah, this, this is a place where the bear is waking up, and the bear is California. It's not a Russian bear. It's a California <laughs> state republic. That's right. And uh, she's waking up because people are sick of it, and they're tired of it. The mama bears are waking up. The papa bears are waking up. Uh, the people of California have had enough, and uh, we are seeing people push back, and we are going to see. We are seeing a, an awakening like we've never seen before. And you are a part of this movement by listening to the show. Uh, we were first on KSCO Radio. Now we're here on a couple different things. You can listen to us on um, first we of got all, Cloud Hub and Cloud Hub, Rumble, Rumble, Twitter, Twitter. We used to be on uh, Facebook and and uh, YouTube, but. Uh, we were over the target, I guess. Yeah. We got the hook. <laughs> yeah, got the gong, bonk. The CIA operatives at those locations do not want to speaking truth. It's like they, they, they kick off Tucker, they kick off anybody who's really actually getting to the heart of the matter. Yeah, so, definitely. We see it yes, as a badge of honor with many of our fo- friends who've gone down off of Facebook and Twitter. Or in, uh, yep. And speaking of the heart of the matter, what? What is that I see on your shirt, Ron? Ooh, do I see BJT? Oh, BJT. He's been working out. (laughs) He looks like a mafia guy. He's the man. He's the man. (laughs) (laughs) I saw some uh, DJ rapper uh, sporting it, and I'm like, I like that. I got to get that. So definitely be a conversation piece. Uh, I'm not sure. Where I'll be wearing it, but I'll be wearing it out there somewhere. I I dare you to wear it in downtown San Francisco down by the pier. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Actually, I probably would wear it there more than my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't mind some heated exchange, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. So. It's a great t-shirt and I love your courage and I love your humor. We have I to like wearing stuff like that around. Fun, don't we? Even yeah. at ourselves. Yeah. We got to laugh. Yeah. We got to keep it light. I think it can get heavy. You know, that's important to like, you can't always be fighting the fight. Sometimes you just get the best. Sometimes the best thing I could ever do to, um, to come against the enemy's plan and this the whole deep state thing is just live my life. Well, treat my wife and my daughter well, paint a painting, um, spend time with the Lord, go to church, you know, just, you know, real resistance types of things, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I would much rather have something positive like this than something like, um, you know, making fun of other people, uh, you know, the, the other side, you know, there's a lot of that name calling and all that stuff. I, I just, you know, and I, I've fallen to that, before but not uh not with a shirt you know so because i know it'd be very offensive you know just like my faith you know i don't you know i I remember in high school there was a shirt that had buddha on the cross and they said you know what's wrong with this picture you know buddha didn't die for you but it's like man that that could be so offensive to maybe a buddhist you know or or just something like that it's like do i really want to 
do it that way or do I just want to, you know, have something really cool about Christ? So, yeah, you're anyway. good. You're a good yeah. man. I know we were, um, uh, we were talking earlier today and I don't know about you, but I was in a funk yesterday and I needed just to get out and shake my head clear. And there's a lot of information. And I think there's going to be more information. I think May's going to be a real reveal uh, month. And I think June is even going to be more so. I'm hoping that we're, we're just ramping up. And if we could look at the, the news that makes us go, oh, no, and begin to frame it in a way of, Oh, yes, people are going to be waking up when they hear this, because the truth is a lot of the things we're talking about that make us go, oh, no, have been going on for centuries. And because I didn't know a lot of these things, I've only been awake for about four years where my eyes were actually realizing this thing called the swamp. It's like, what is this thing called the swamp and what are they (laughs) talking about? And and then I started looking and it was rather horrifying, but it's been there. It, it's been in our history. So we just have to learn how to cast all those things on Jesus, look at his facial expression and realize that he is not afraid. And that command, fear not, it's actually a command. So we need to figure out with our hearts, how do we get above the bad news and come into the good news, which is we know who wins and we have been called for such time as this. So this is our chance to be heroic. Yeah. yeah. And it's on all fronts. People are waking up. I mean, there's a new movie that uh, should be coming out soon with Jim Caviezel in it. The sound of freedom. Sound of freedom. The whole thing. It's a deep thing about trafficking, you know, child sex trafficking and stuff. I just saw a bunch of ads on, I think it was uh, Facebook, you know, where you can support it. So it comes out like in the theaters in a big way. And uh, they, they, they played about a nine minute clip and I was just like, wow, this is heavy really heavy but it was really interesting but you know people were seeing this movies all kinds of amazing movies with the you know with the light uh with christ and, yeah. and with the, a christian message and a message that god would want people to hear so um that's another form i'm really excited about that uh, anyway i just watched that clip and i'm telling you about it yeah the two <laughs> other two other movies coming out one um that just came out called nefarious which is about you know it's a it's a fictional story about a guy who's sent a murderer who's sentenced to die and he's actually demonized and a guy's interviewing him who is a liberal doesn't believe in demons and by the end of the movie he's he's definitely a believer um and then there's another one that's coming out a movie called trance uh it's the kathy o'brien story about mk she was an mk ultra and uh somebody helped her get out of it out of this um someone in the intelligence agency's insider helped her get free from it. But she goes through and talks about all the people, all of the presidents that are and and people in high level uh, positions who are behind the MK ultra mind control program that we, we know, you know, the CIA admitted having, um, but they said they stopped it. Right. So yeah. Anyways, that's, a, that's another movie that's going to come out to expose. And, you know, there's just a lot of really, you know, it's hard to see exposure because, you know, it, it takes us out of our, our little our little world, a little safe world where we, we think we understand how what's going on and who's behind things. And really, you know, the, the Bible's pretty been pretty clear that, that 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 Satan is considered the ruler of this world. You know, this this world that's passing away, this world that is on its way out, this world system will, will be destroyed. 
Uh, but Satan is still considered a ruler of this world and the prince of the power of the air. So he still has a, he still has some authority here and there, but except when we recognize that his authority has been stripped through Jesus, through the sacrifice of the blood, the, fi the final human blood sacrifice that broke the curse, and then the resurrection, which established our authority over him, reestablished re human's authority. So we win, and you know it's hard though. We're in a war, and in a war, sometimes there's battles that you don't win. You know, there's little ones here and there that you're like, man, it feels sort of feels like the enemy won that one. But ultimately we know that God wins the war, that Christ has won the war and that, you know, as it is in heaven, it's going to become on earth. That the, the kingdom of God is taking and forcefully advancing across the earth. And those who take it, take it by force. They step into it with authority, the authority they've been given. So yeah, I just, I see that there's lots of reasons to be hopeful, even if you're feeling discouraged right now, uh, you know, and I get it, Chris, man, there's days I'm super discouraged, but I just know we're, we're in a battle and I know you know that too. So we're, yep. Got to keep your frequency high. Got to keep your, your energy level high too. Um, because the truth is that if you're in the cloud zone, you're not seeing accurately. So you got to get above the clouds. And, uh, I, I wanted to start tonight just with, um, a little bit of uh, a little bit of good news, and that is Carrie Lake's victory. I don't know if come on, this, but she, you know, she's a fighter. She's a fighter, and yeah. uh, she she has gotten a, her uh, Arizona Supreme Court ruling that they are going to begin to do signature verification. So. Um, the Secretary of State's office in Arizona has got to provide and make sure that they are given the signatures. And basically uh, what she said is now the people are going to see how convoluted this process is as they understand that the sig signature verification of Maricopa, specifically that county in Arizona, it, it it's really poorly done and it's without good standards so uh, I'm excited for, I think this is going to be like a domino that falls and I'm hoping there'll be other um, dominoes. And uh, I know in her state, Katie, Katie Hobbs is building a fence, a wall around their Capitol building. So I think Katie Hobbs is uh, understanding she might be in hostile territory. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting to see such a, a clear contrast right now about how they deal with people in the press. Um, I just saw Katie Hobbs literally running to her car and the press is trying to ask her questions. Why won't you answer this? Why won't you answer this? And she just goes in there and then, you know, the news guy's like, well, that was the, that was the sound of a suburban door. Thank you very much. You know, uh, it's just like she just runs and Kate and um, Carrie Lake does the opposite. She engages. I mean, obviously, she has a press background, so she knows how to think quickly and speak quickly. But so um, engaging. She'll just say like you over there, you, you know, you say this, but this is the problem. And she'll she'll address it and she'll just go right in. Mm -hmm. So opposite. People have got to see that. You know, I, I know fake news probably doesn't play the Katie Hobbs running away, but it was uh, main type of news people, even on the left, that were trying to get answers from her. And she was literally doing the speed walk, you know, uh, to get away and, and get rushed into a suburban and drive off. So, well, and, and, and courage begets courage. You know, when we see someone like K uh, Carrie Lake, we see someone like Donald Trump, we see people that 
they just they're they're relentless they're not going to back down they know that they stand in the right and they're courageous it, it causes it strengthens all of the backs of all of us and so anytime we can get out and speak even if we even if we lose like lose a vote or something at least we made our voice heard and that right there is is it's just one step closer to winning it next time so yeah i believe we're we're, we're going to see a shift that's right yeah so that was good with carrie lake's victory uh so i'm happy to see that that is good news definitely some good news probably another one is probably just all the stuff coming on with Joe Biden. I mean, is he, is his time short now or yeah. what's going on? He's I a mean, short timer for sure. It's looking like that. It's looking like that. I mean, you know, there are a couple strikes against him. Um, you know, Chris, you were talking about that uh, earlier, you know, just some of the things you had seen with the uh, oversight committee. Yeah. I mean, last week we were following the news where um, James Comer, who is the chair of the oversight committee in the house he had heard from a whistleblower, they had a whistleblower's testimony, that there was a certain document the FBI had that was unclassified that had not been released to them that indicated that there were details of exchange of money for policy decisions mm -hmm. while Biden was vice president. So that would have been under the Obama uh, administration. And so that conversation came up. They sent out the subpoenas, not quite sure um, what they got from that. Uh, but there was a um, indication that something is happening there. That was kind of strike one. Strike two is uh, that Comer and Chuck Grassley, who uh, they're kind of the dynamic duo who are working on that oversight committee, they said to uh, Wednesday there was going to be a special news conference. Did you hear about that? Uh, yeah, I, I heard about it because General Flynn tweeted it. He, he forwarded it and he said, great, bring it, have the, the, the press conference, but make sure you're ready to bring articles of impeachment against this president right away because it's all talk unless there's actually something to follow it. So, I, I love it. Like General Flynn, the guy is just, he's not, he's a, he's a no nonsense kind of guy. He's like, let's get this going. Let's, let's do something. The American people are fed up and they want to see changes right now. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on that, to be honest. I, you know, part of me wants him impeached, but the other part says if they impeach him really early, then they're going to put all their focus on somebody that actually can complete a sentence, you know? <laughs> and it's not that I'm thinking that, you know, um, Donald Trump can't beat that other person, but this is kind of like a gift horse. I mean, he, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how can you defend that? You could just go to almost any liberal and say, really, you like Joe Biden? Tell me what you like about him. Tell me why you think he's a strong president. I mean, they've got to be just going like, oh, this is a tough one. to. But to they have beat. to. They have to go with him. You can't not go with an incumbent. Like it, the, the, the percentage of incumbents winning elections is, is so high. It's very seldom, you know, except for Bush, you know, junior and others that, that, that didn't win as an incumbent. So it, it you know, it, it would just, it would just completely acknowledge their failure that of the, of the person they put in office if they don't go with them. But let's, let's see, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you got to remember too, what game we're playing because when you hear something from general flynn you're talking about a man who's playing 5d chess he was head of the nsa 
He is a wartime specialist. And so when what he says, he's not going to be showing us all the cards. And so the truth is that if we get the wrong order and the wrong timing on this, we'll have a an AG with Merrick Garland who's going to slow walk it or there, he's going to minimize the evidence and um, that they're not going to get what it is that they want. So I think the first person who needs to go in this whole thing, if they're going to bring any sort of indictment against Joe Biden is, is the, that Merrick Garland's going to have to exit stage left first. And then we'll find out who, if there's somebody reputable enough, someone who will actually honor the law enough to be able to prosecute. But um, this thing on that they're going to be talking about on Wednesday, uh, Comer's made it sound like he actually kind of advertised it as one of the most biggest days for the American people in getting facts presented to them so that they would know the truth. So it sounds like he actually is going to bring the um, some sort of information that will need to be followed up. What is it the Anans call that? It's like br bring the the breadcrumbs, or they're they're bringing when they bring the evidence. Show me that the evidence. The receipts. Yes, yeah. the receipts. Thank you. I could, I was trying to think of that terminology, but you know, are there are they going to bring the receipts on on Wednesday that? Yeah. I, show things. So that will be really interesting. What they were indicating was that the House oversight, that they actually have um, the, the proof that there were LLCs that uh, from various adversarial countries that were um, giving pay to play type of money and that the DOJ never dug in and the IRS never dug into the, the depths of the information because they didn't seem to want to even do the due diligence in case it, it appears like they just didn't want to find anything. And so now um, Comer and Grassley have got us kind of on the edge of our seats going, okay, are, are they really going to bring something? He used the R word, the racketeering word in an interview I heard Comer uh, say that the president's son has committed, and he said the term many, many crimes. And then he talked about racketeering and uh, being an unregistered foreign agent for um, countries like China and Ukraine. It will be very interesting uh, to see what happens. The, the whole thing is just a bizarre to me. I mean, that even the whole Hunter Biden laptop you know, how can you leave something with that kind of information and just leave it to a repair shop? I just so, I don't know. I know, I know, Brandon, you said it might be a cry for help in the past. You've said that he could just trying to take it down. Maybe there's some problems within the family. I don't know, but it's just so bizarre to me. But, uh, you know, this is how uh, God brings down. I mean, you bring yourself down, right? He allows you to destroy yourself. You know, as Q says, you know, don't get in the way of people, uh, you know, while they're busy destroying themselves. <laughs> yes, an enemy while they're busy destroying themselves. Then th there was a third strike, and it's kind of the public image. Uh, did you see that ABC poll uh, that was um, that was written? I mean, it was written. It, ABC's pretty far. They're like ne never Trumpers. 
Right. So right. We're not going to try and uh, fluff uh, the, the numbers at all, but uh, they came up with a poll that Biden was, he was so far trailing Trump and DeSantis um, you could kind of see the expression on the pollsters uh, or the reporters that were re reporting the poll. It's kind of like they weren't happy with the information they had to report. But um, obviously, Trump is steadily gaining popularity over Biden. Um, and it's growing even since January. There's so, some momentum. Yeah, it should be a no brainer when you have, you know, inflation as high as it is, the gas prices that went high and the unemployment and that just the, I mean, just the lack of safety in these big cities and things like that. I mean, it just is a border, you know, the border is a big one right now. I mean, they had what title 42 uh, going to be finishing. That was one of uh, Donald Trump's last things that have been in effect still that uh, Biden is canceling and it allows um, it's, it's with ice and it's allows them to return people. And this one, uh, they're not going to, it, it, it it's going to allow even more people to come across. Yeah. And so there's a, you know, big thousand caravan. people, there's a caravan right now, a thousand people coming this way. And they said they'll probably be, you know, up to 20, 30,000 people before they actually do anything to fix the problem. And, and that's the thing. It's like, you know, now there's this shooting that just happened in Allen, Texas, mm -hmm. and there's actually evidence that the guy is a, you know, mafia cartel. Like he's literally, you know, part of the mafia and he's, you know, his body, they, they blur out his face, but his body has a, ta he has a gang tattoo, a, a, a mafia car cartel tattoo on his hand mm -hmm. and so this guy just pulled up to the mall started shooting people up you know um it, it, you know it, i think you know it's part of the the plan by the enemy by the cartels to try to take americans weapons away so they can't defend themselves so we're gonna we're gonna i mean the cartels have gotten guns effective you know obama and other people have actually helped them get weapons right and so We've got, you know, cartels that have no problem getting weapons, but we're going to tell the American people they don't have a right to defend themselves. Just insane, crazy. So no wonder that, you know, uh, you know, Trump is gaining seven more points over, you know, over Biden. It's like people are seeing it. People are putting the pieces together. It's taking people a while to put the pieces together, but they're putting the pieces together. The only people that are still asleep or people that are willfully ignorant they actually are trying they've stuck their their purposely struck their heads heads in the sand and said la 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 don't tell me i don't want to hear it. i don't want to know i don't want to know anything i don't want to you know and they don't just want to look at the evidence and people don't want to do that yeah so yeah. who do yeah. you think who do you think's gonna um if if they remove and how are they going to remove him what do you think they're gonna do are they going to remove him by the 25th are they going to uh, bring allegations against him. What do you think is going to happen? And who do you think they might bring in? Well, I've heard rumors about Big Mike uh, coming in. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, Michelle Obama. Yeah, getting everybody ready for that. Some people think that they're that the you know this whole push for transgenderism is actually to to normalize it for somebody who would be trans to run for office, a high high level office. So, mm. well, we already have some some in uh, in lower offices, right? You know. So you think Michelle um, Obama might be in the batter's box? What about um, uh, John, um, 
Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You know, oh, what man. do you think about him? I think he's great. I, in fact, yeah. I wouldn't mind him running against Trump. And Trump's like looking at him. He's like, I'm like one of us will do a good job. <laughs> you know, like because uh, I mean, that they would be won't great. have him. They they cannot have him because he'll open up the whole thing about JFK. I mean, he has publicly said that the CIA is behind his uh, uncle's assassination. Right. So he, Tucker, he, Tucker said he, the same thing. Tucker said he had uh, someone in the CIA tell him unequivocally as evidence that it was the CIA had something to do with the death of JFK. So, yeah, they won't have him. I mean, that one. The other one is the whole covid scandemic. Yeah. Uh, he is so I mean, you know, they they write him off as just some crazy anti-vaxxer. But that guy knows what he's talking about. I mean, he has some data. Could you imagine if that data about Fauci and all the murders that he was uh, responsible for with the AIDS and all that stuff, if all that got publicly displayed and, and intelligently explained, yep. I mean, that would just blow yeah. people's minds. They would yeah. just go crazy. And, and I think that's really the reason why they said no debates. They just said oh, totally. Biden's our man. No debates. Yeah. You know, no it's primary easy. debates. For the DNC is, has said that at least um, on, yeah. on their side. And, you know, when you talk about that CIA thing, um, he would have been at the dinner tables. You know, uh, his dad was John F. Kennedy's AG. And so they would have been in social and family settings talking about things. And so I'm sure that uh, Robert F. Kennedy heard some things and and obviously i'm sure he was investigating some things so i would say he is accurate about the cia uh, information i know that right now his stance is not it, he is a pro-choicer uh, and he is strong on environmental um things and you know we still have to extricate i mean we're all for the environment i'm i'm not sure where he stands on green things but I believe that if he were given up, I don't think he's sold out. I don't think he's no. been bought by anybody. That's a good thing. And if you present something to him, I think that he would be uh, a man who would be full of integrity and uh, and he would work every single day of his life. Unlike Biden, who how many days is he? <laughs> he's had more vacation days than he has had work days, honestly. Um, it, it's it's criminal how he's spent uh, the time in the White House or yeah. has spent it. Yeah, he's eating, yeah. eating ice cream and, and doing crafts in the basement. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging out with, uh, you know, our, our senator or whatever, uh, Diane Feinstein, you know, they're, they're probably all on some old folks' uh, vacation home. Yeah, I heard she was on... Uh, they use the word hospice. And I thought, I don't know if that's true, but I was listening to a report and they said she, she had gone on some sort of um, medical, uh, uh, a different tier. So it's not like she's, she's coming back tomorrow, but she still hasn't given up her position on the Senate and in her position on some of these committees where they need her vote to move forward. And so it, I, I think she's that situation is very, very interesting. And I think there's some leverage by the White Hats to keep her out, but to not have her give up her position yet. Yeah, because yeah. they're just going to yeah. give it to someone who's active. You know, and we just mm -hmm. it's better to have an inactive Democrat than have an active Democrat.
Yeah, and I think our governor, Governor yeah. Gavin Newsom, thinks he gets to appoint that person. I'm not quite sure how the protocol falls in our constitution in uh, for the state of California, but I would ra much rather that he puts that up for, for vote. I don't know if it's an option uh, or he just can appoint that person, but we're pretty far into her, her administration now, so I would think that... Um, that there's a possibility it could go either way. Yeah, we'll just have to see how that plays out. It plays out. So, well, the border is is going to be a big thing. I, yeah. uh, you know, I, I had a little clip. I had a couple clips actually. Um, one of them was the uh, Biden talking about uh, sending a fifteen hundred military. Um, but it's not it's not what you think. It's not to uh, to enforce the law. Um, so I'm, I'm going to play that real quick. Uh, let me see if I could share that. Um, here we go. Not sure how we recover. And here is Biden. Talking about sending the troops down, but not to protect us. We should not to help them out. Now, where those 1,500 people at the border, they're not there to enforce the law. They're there to free up the border agents that need to be on the border. And we're having another 1,000 people coming in. They're asylum judges to make judgments, to move things along. I've asked this Congress for help in terms of what they need at the border. They need more agents. They need more people to clear people. They need more action to, for example, we need these farm workers. They're badly needed. There has to be a legal pathway to citizenship. Pathway to citizenship. You know, so, just, uh, I don't know, just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Well, he, he said that the, the, you know, these 1500 military that are being called up, you know, um, you know, they, they're not going to enforce the law. So I, I think that means that's kind of like code wording for like, you know, the military can't enforce local laws. They, they are, their job is to defend the border. I mean, they're, you know, the federal, the federal military's job is to defend the homeland. So maybe they're going to stand ground so that, you know, people can't come across, but then they're going to use the regular border patrol to actually enforce the law, which is the, how it works. You know, the local magistrates are in charge of that. But, you know, finally, I mean, finally he's doing something. I mean, the reality is done nothing. And then people have been pouring over and he, and he just, he showed his hand. Well, we, we need I think all these... he's trying to sign them up to get them through easier. Yeah. That's what he's saying. He's saying, hey, we, we need people to process more. We need a bunch of, you know, pencil pushers. Yeah, yeah. People to work the land is what he's trying to say. Is we need a bunch of illegal people come over to work the lands for us for, for you know, for next to nothing. Right. Yeah. Human yeah. slavery. I mean, uh, it's we have a legal method of bringing in migrant workers. Yes that have uh, all the official paperwork. One of the things that was said is once they are processed, it's like giving them a ticket. Um, they are basically given a court date and there are so many right now. I'm not talking about the ones that are about to be processed that the court dates that are being given, this was at that uh, Austin, was it Austin or Houston, the border, a conference last Austin. week, and they said yep. that many of them have court dates, 
that are seven, eight, nine, and even 10 years away. So oh. when they're pulled over, when they're asked, you know, are you official or not? Do you have any right to be here? This little sheet of paper that says, oh, I have a show up at court date is like their free ticket. Yeah. Uh, and it also gives them uh, the ability to get whatever aid that is offered to uh, the illegal aliens that are coming over. So uh, something obviously needs to be done. I think uh, one of the things that Carrie Lake said, it is an invasion. And she said that there were 700,000, not just 1,000 yeah. illegal aliens at the border right now, right now. And they're waiting for Thursday. And so I can't even imagine living in Texas, living in Arizona. I know they're processing people very quickly anyway in um, California because uh, we in California, we've, give, we've made the announcement we are a sanctuary state. But um, when Thursday happens, no longer will they need to sneak over um, unless they want to get here you know, more quickly. You know, They could probably jump over just as fast while all these people are being... Uh, legally processed and invited in. But I saw the line and they did look like military age males, almost yeah. all of them. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. The, the, the profile of the person that shot up a bunch of people in Allen, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting about that profile is, uh, you know, if you look at the Wall Street Journal, they they have them as... Um, they have him as a, a white supremacist, you know. Oh, he's a white supremacist. Of course, he is. Oh yeah, it's if he's, uh, using, if he's using those those automatic rifles. Yeah, AR-15. I mean, there yeah. it is. Wall Street Journal official probe: Texas mall shooters possible link to white supremacy. So, what do you think happens when they actually find out who he was? He was a a Mexican national gang member. <laughs> so. That goes on the front page, you know, the suggestion uh, that yep. not in fact goes on the front page and then the correction goes in the last page and people who don't think very deeply then yeah, put it in their minds later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's criminal to me. I mean, that is totally criminal. They keep on beating this drum and, and it's just like, I know a lot of people don't, don't buy it either, but there's still a lot that do because, you know, they're simple. They just read the, the the little blips at the top. They look for pictures. Actually, if you showed a picture of this guy, you would not have any question. You say, "Oh, this guy's definitely a gang member. He looks pretty, you know, pretty mean looking." Yeah. So uh, those fifteen hundred members will start processing on Thursday. Uh, I don't know if you know Michael Yan. He's one of the. He's been embedded in many of these caravans, and he's the one who reported from the. Uh, the Darien Gap there in, in Panama about those coming through the jungle. And many of them were given maps and they were given um, uh, even the, the TikTok instructions of how to get to the border. So there, there are actual apps for that that they give out. And a lot of these buses have been, um, they've been financed by uh, NGOs, but they are reimbursed by the U.S. government. And so he said he was down there today. And today he said that there were 10,000 actual alien encounters yesterday uh, and that 90 percent of them will be released into the United States. 
He said 71% were single adult males, mostly 18 to 40 years old. Many were Venezuelans. Nobody knows how many have tuberculosis, how many are rapists, spies, mass murderers, or um, are even considering hitting targets in the US. And so he brought up some really good questions about who are these guys? Um, uh, and then there are all the, un in, uh, the unaccompanied minors that have these sponsors that are not family members uh, that are part of just a whole different level of um, nefarious activity that is very, very frightening for those children. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, what's really interesting, uh, you know, you, you know that I, I have a kind of a historicist view of Revelation, the end times and stuff. And there's a there's a part in Revelation 12 talks about the woman that uh, was going to give birth to a male child. And um, I, I, I'm of the opinion that that woman represented Israel. Uh, there's a lot of verses in the Old Testament where, you know, they were women, there were sisters, uh, the house of Israel, the house of Judah. And, you know, if you look at um, this male child, it, it represented the church, just as as Mary had a child, which was the Christ. Um, this this woman has a male child, which is the body of Christ. And when did the church um when was it born? And I'm, I'll get to why I'm talking about that quickly. But, um, you know, the, the church was um, conceived, conceived when Christ came and died and rose again. Mm -hmm. But when the church was outside of being underground and persecuted was the Edict of Milan in 313. Well, the gestation of a child is 280 days. In this interpretation, 280 years at, at when Christ rose, gave the edict of Milan. But then it says that this woman uh, was given two wings of an eagle and she, that she might have a place that's prepared for her and she can rest and build up her strength for a certain amount of time. And so one of those uh, migrations would be out to America, this, this place that was prepared for her, wings of an eagle. We have the, our eagle. And she's there. And what did the enemy, the, the, the serpent came and he tried, he spewed water, like a river to overtake her and sweep her away with torrent. And uh, it says, but the earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing up this river of water that was spewed out of the mouth. A lot of times water represents people. Yeah. Uh, you see that a lot of times when, when the, the water is, is agitated and there's waves, there's like confusion and, and, and turmoil. And when it's calm, there's peace. Uh, also water represents, uh, the word, like, you know, the water, the word washes our minds. And so you have the enemy coming with my immigration, but, but this kind of immigration where you just mentioned, you know, the, the rapist and the, the drug dealers and the traffickers and, and, and you know, the, those that are, are full of disease and stuff. And it tried to overtake this woman, overtake the Israel, like a new Israel, like our, our, uh, pilgrim said anyway, but the earth did follow, uh, swallow that up. It, it seems like this earth, this this country has been absorbing quite a bit, quite a bit. You see it in Europe too, right? A flood yeah. to where they're overrun. They've lost their own cultures. You know, this was a 98% Protestant, uh, you know, America built on, on things that were the scriptures. 
you know, it was a Christian nation. And now we have foreign philosophies. And I don't want to sound like I'm some supremacist or anything. I don't mean it that way at all. I believe Israel was chosen to be a servant people to to uh, serve the rest of the world with the gospel and to bring good things. Um, but, you know, when you get swept away with so much, it, it, you could see what it does to a country. There's right. no uh, order, no. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I just thought I'd share that little thing. Foreign ideologies coming in and, and, and creating disunity. I mean, that's one of the things that you know, people ask me, what are you? I, I'm an American. I mean, I'm part of this. I'm part of this great experiment where we all set aside our old uh, associations with other countries and other nationalities or ethnicities and say, I'm purely American. This is the only country in the world where you come into it. And once you become a citizen, no matter what background you are, no matter where you've come from, you are now an American. American. That's right. The media, you know, the media has been gaslighting this for a long time about uh, this modern immigration. And they've been writing the story that everyone has the right to come here. But what we're seeing today isn't what immigration used to be about. It's completely different when when the immigrants would settle in America and they came for religious freedom, they came for political freedom and they were given land and they were given conditions and they were working hard and they weren't given gift cards and hotel rooms and airplane tickets to the city of their choice. Uh, and they they were considered um, law abiding. They had to pass citizenship tests. They had to understand uh, the language a little bit and learn um, how to build life and understand our rules and our laws. And so they came and they actually did make this country better. Right. But most of the people who are coming right now, there many of them are criminals. I mean, that, that's the truth. Uh, most of the nations around us, they have far stricter rules than we have right now. And we know that they're emptying prisons and insane asylums and even hospitals. I mean, we don't know if they have TB or what. And, and it's not that we need to be afraid. We just right. need to do due diligence in our intake and find out um, you know, who they are and what they're about. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. And that's really comes down to it is it's the rule of law. We just want to, we, I, I'm all for immigration, you know, legal immigration. I'm all for people coming here and being a part of the American dream. It just has to happen in a, in a processed way where you're actually getting people that you understand their intentions, you understand their background, their history, and, and you're able to help them succeed in this country rather than to tear it down. And it just feels like there's a lot, very nefarious, uh, people trying to behind all of this, the cabal trying to really dilute um, those who have a, who value America for what America is and what it's supposed to be. You know, yeah, it's 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 like a new promised land. It's a it's a home of the free, land of the brave. It's a home of people who say set aside their you know who they were to become part of the the unity of this nation. So that that you yeah. know that's the key, I think. Well, Brandon, we've had some conversations where it was that leadership was like. You had to, you know, uh, profess a, a belief in Jesus Christ, but it's because of that that other religions were allowed into the country to have right. the freedom. What, is it, t tell us a little bit of well, just... almost. So, in the national, uh, in the Constitution, it says there should be no religious test for someone who wants to serve in the federal government. And what that meant was is that they didn't want the federal government controlling um, the people who could serve in the governments of the states. 
and every single state had a religious test. So what they, the whole reason they said no religious test in that is that they wanted to make sure that the federal government wasn't exercising power over the states and deciding who could be in a leadership. That, that they left that to the states to decide. And every state in the union had basic um, Christian belie beliefs, believing God, believing in Jesus, believing in an afterlife, believing in judgment, you know, for, for, you know, for, for wickedness and, and, and exaltation for righteousness, you know, the, just the basics. And it was, and another thing is religious tests back then, when you said the word religion, you meant denomination of Christianity. So there wouldn't be a, a denomination of Christianity that would be upheld over the uh, another. So basically like, you know, when the British were still uh, putting the, the colonists under their thumb, they were sending representatives from the church of England to try to control the churches here. And the church of England was a means of control. And they also, you know, and then of course the Catholic churches and um, certain Protestant churches, but Baptists were not even allowed to serve in places of leadership uh, because of the the Church of England would, and the Anglicans wouldn't let Baptists serve because they were trying to control it. So a, a religious test, how that's in our constitution, it's meant it means there shouldn't be like a denominational test for you to serve, and the federal government should not have should be restricted, not have any power over. You know, the Anglican Church have no power over the states and what they choose to do. But every state had a basic Christian religious test to serve in leadership. Very interesting. Very interesting. You don't hear that dot or in our our school systems right now. Unfortunately, no. you hear you're in the exact opposite, and yeah. you're being taught, taught a lot of lies. And I you just you know, I love how Abraham Lincoln said that the the philosophy of the classroom today will become the philosophy of the government tomorrow, and that's actually what we're seeing happen is that there's an infiltration in the school system to try to decay the children as young as possible. And to teach them lies and not teach them the truth. And so we just got to be keep doing what we're doing, you know? Yeah. You mentioned Church of England. Uh, you know, they did a ceremony just this week, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the King Charles coronation. Yeah. And uh, Westminster Abbey. I've been in there. I've seen that seat where um, King Charles III was uh, coronated. And uh, oh, on that chair with the rock, the, the rock under it, yeah. Up. That's uh, mm -hmm. supposedly they believe that that was the literal rock that Jacob laid his head on and was given the vision of uh, you know, the future. So, mm -hmm. but yes, uh, you know, it's interesting is that coronation happened what six months, six weeks, and six days after the death of Queen Elizabeth. Um, so it's very well, interesting. That a coincidence. Yeah, a little bit, huh? <laughs> Another six, six, six. There. Um, I'm not saying the crown itself was, but I think it's been compromised, and it's full of compromised people. Yeah. Well, it, here's a a little uh, picture of. You know what's amazing is he looks just like his mother. His mother, yes, he does. Oh, he does. Just make the hair a little longer, and it looks just like Huey too. That that is bizarre. I mean, very very bizarre. But besides that, obviously, it was a very solemn um, ceremony for them. I believe it was a ritual 
because I do believe he is part of the Luciferian cabal um, system. He is one of the 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 300 council Satan satanic councilmen uh, with Barack Obama being the Phoenix who's at the top of that order and the Luciferian systems, basically their business management system of how to run the world. But um, not everyone was rooting for him. And so this we didn't see on the press uh, during the weekend coronation on Saturday. So it was on the uh, May 6th. And it was interesting. It was a full moon. And uh, not not everyone appreciated uh, that he was over them. You know, when he became king, he is now exempt from having to face any sort of trial or to give any sort of evidence or even be called as a witness in a to a crime. So he doesn't have to do that. So there's quite a bit of rights that he has as the the um, newly coronated king and his wife, Camilla, um, we were talking a little bit about, um, about her because, you know, she wasn't, she, she didn't come in in a real clean way. She, they were having an affair while uh, he was still married to Diana and they were sneaking around and she had been his lover, even though she was married uh, Prince Charles's lover um, for a long time. And he didn't get married to Diana, if you remember, till he was 30. Diana was only 18. So there was a real difference in that age, bas basically hardly an adult. But the whole thing is, is very uh, strange. I don't know why she's called queen, but uh, Prince Philip, who was Queen Elizabeth's husband, wasn't called queen. Uh, uh, king. So I'm not really yeah. sure how that all works uh, in the royal. But there's a weird thing. Did you hear about this thing? Wow. Yeah. yeah. What we're looking at for those that are watching Podbeam is the, the Grim Reaper walking through the chambers at Westminster Abbey. Uh, or that it was very strange. There's a lot of things posted about that. Yeah. Very strange. A lot of stuff. I think it's strange that, you know, Camilla is called queen. I, I can't get over that. I know that Diana, Princess Diana, felt like she'd never become queen. She was not one of them. She said, she says, I don't think I'll ever become queen. And, and uh, sadly to say, she never did. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I've seen the meme with, uh, with Camilla, you know, when she, she looks like a queen next to King Charles. And uh, she says something like, you know, sleeping with the right man or something like that. She gives us hope or something like it, it does pay. <laughs> it's just like, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty disgraceful meme, but it's, it's sad and funny at the same time. Yeah. I, we're just uh, showing a picture right now of Jill Biden and uh, Joe Biden, their, their granddaughter. I'm not sure what her name is that they went to the ceremony, but it was very strange that Joe Biden didn't go. Cause that was a very presidential thing. You know, that Donald Trump would have been there had he been in office and uh, they, it, they showed where um, the Bidens were sitting and it wasn't like the front row, like you might, think of a first family of one of the most important 
uh, countries on earth, but they were given pretty much a back seat. Back and seat. I think this is another indication. I just think that they didn't think he'd make a very good representative. And there might've been some concerns about his ability to have a conversation, his ability to follow protocol. The length of the ceremony is very, I mean, it's extensive. That's, it's not like an in and out 20 minute service. They have a lot of pomp and, and circumstance, but I think it is another indicator that he didn't belong there because he's not long for his position. Yeah, uh, it could be. Maybe I, they're afraid that he was going to ask where uh, Diana is or where, you know, yeah. can I see uh, can I see uh, Queen Elizabeth right now? Yeah. Or, or, he, or he might become incontinent during one of the ceremonies. And it's incontinent. Just, <laughs> incontinent. Yeah, he's, uh, can't can't use the bathroom quick enough. Um, so you're showing a picture of Jacob's pillow, huh? Yeah. So this is the uh, this is the rock that's underneath the. Uh, the, you know, the throne there. You know, every king, uh, British king, has been uh, coronated on that rock except for Queen Mary, uh, Bloody Mary. Wow, really? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It has a history. Now, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I like this guy, um, Ray Comfort. He's very in there, isn't it? Almost with that triangle. If you saw an all scene that we're showing the throne, it is yeah. very weird. I'm sorry yeah. I interrupted you, Brandon. Yeah, it looks like a Jewish star a little bit or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a. I've heard different things about that stone, and it, and there's a lot of um, a lot of thought in the occult that that actually goes back to an Arthurian legend of the sword and the stone, hmm. and it has um, some some occult indicators. Um, I can't imagine someone putting their head on it like a pillow, though. And the other thing is that that uh, Jacob's stone, you know, God God gave very clear clear uh, parameters about building an altar, and He said, "Don't do any stones hewn with human hands." And that looks very clearly like a rectangular, masoned out type of stone. It doesn't look like a real natural looking rock no it's been it's been shaved and it also was given rings and the rings are quite worn like they've been carried that's how they would would have carried it if if that in fact is is that they have taken geology samples of it and it is uh it matches that of bethel mm. uh the area i so who knows but um you know they they did carry um a stone. I mean, even in the scriptures, I think, I don't know if it was Solomon was coronated, but he stood by the pillar, they called it when they coronated him. And they would also say, God save the king. That's where that came from. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's in, in the scriptures as well. You know, it's interesting that even the crown has the 12, same 12 stones as the, the breastplate and the king was supposed to be high king and high priest. Um, you know, just like Jesus is king and priest uh when he he returns you know even queen victoria her she had hoped that she, he would return in her lifetime that she would lay her crown down at his feet um you know and uh but anyway that's a whole nother avenue but yeah well, it's interesting about that you know ray, uh, a friend well a guy that i followed him ray comfort who's a minister of the gospel preaches on the streets a really powerful gifted guy he uh he actually created um uh, like little brochures, you know, tracks to be passed out of the coronation all around when people are there. And it looks like a little piece of memorabilia. 
and he talks about 30 things that in the ceremony that are actually go right straight back to the Bible, that it's like the most Christian Bible ritualistic uh, coronation of any leader in, or in the world. So, so he utilized those aspects to lead people into the message of the gospel, which is really powerful. But at the same time, we know, you know, we look at that other thing that was going on, like in the background, you know, there's also this underlying occultic stuff. So there's, there's, it's almost like there's two faces. There's this very Christian face. And then there's this very underground, you know, dark face, you know, to it under dark underbelly. And, you know, then this is very, you know, that the Bible talks about that, that, that Satan is like, you know, like I said before, he's the ruler of this world. And so there are, you know, there are civilizations that maintain their power, not because of the, the, the goodness of God, but because of their allegiance to the evil one. So, you know, you just kind of look at, you got to take this, some of the stuff. Satan know. corrupts things. I yeah. mean, Satan yeah. always corrupts things. That's what he does. Uh, you know, I mean, even, you know, the sign in the stars and the zodiacs, you know, that came from one of the sons of Seth that was older in language itself. And all of a sudden it becomes astrology. And, but yet you could have the, the whole gospel in the stars, you know, if you go right. through it. And so it's the same thing, I think, with this, you know, that the devil comes along and he just screws things up. Uh, that's what he does. Yep, but, uh, yeah. So what else is going on? We have uh, a few minutes. Well, we had here. a couple things. You had something local, didn't you, Brandon? About yeah. So lo locally, I, you know, I went to my daughter's school board meeting um, the other day. I found out uh, last year in the middle of COVID. When they just started to come back to the campus, I dropped my daughter off at school and they were raising the gay flag over her school on the same pole as the American flag and the state flag. And I went, what? What are they doing? And my daughter's like, yep, that's what they're doing. I'm like, she was not happy about it. And I'm like, what? Wait, who agreed to this? And I found out by calling up the superintendent's office that it was the year before that while nobody was on campus, the school board had decided to erect the gay flag on the same flag as the, as the, as the American flag. And then I did some more research just recently and found out that the mayor of Scotts Valley actually initiated to change the law so that they could erect during pride month in the month of June, erect a flag, the gay flag on the same flagpole as, you know, the American flag, which of course, you know, there's, there's parameters to that. You actually can't do that. There's etiquette with the flag and they broke all the etiquette and they even had a debate about it. Well, what if someone like the NRA wants to put up something or what if someone like, you know, and they made it very specific. It can't be political and it can't be religious and it basically they said this is the only type of flag that can be raised and it's the gay flag. They orchestrated it so that really the only flag that could be raised would be the gay flag. And then the board, you know, the board of um, the mayor of, the, of Scott. The council, yeah. yeah, the council, city council uh, approved it. And unanimously. then yeah, unanimously. And I, I wonder how many people there were Christians and just felt pressured to say yes because they didn't want to be singled out as the one person who said, "Well, no, I don't think this is right." Um, and then I was so off the council. Then, if they can't vote according to their conscience and according to their convictions, um, I, I mean, what? Who? Sh you don't feel pressured as a council person. You vote what you're supposed to vote. Right. It's not a. Um, <laughs> it's not that kind of governing body. No. You have a you have a vote for a reason. You're you're there to have some debate and discussion about what is the best right 
uh, the best you know and right fair judgment to do that represents the people and so anyways i you know i went to the school board and apparently another pastor in our town had been dialoguing with the school board the san lorenzo valley school district and had had extensive he gave an extensive paper seven pages long and all the reasons why that this is a symbol of division and it shouldn't be placed on the flagpole i mean the flagpole should be reserved for symbols that unify us all and we all have the same ideology we're all americans we're all californians but not that you know we don't all agree with this this gay lifestyle we certainly don't agree with projecting it over minors in an elementary junior high and high school but there was one on every one there was one on elementary poll the junior high and the high school flags all had this gay flag up and i'm like this is not okay so i contacted this other pastor a bunch of people showed up and we voiced our opinion and then they turned right around and then voted for to do it again no matter what do it again anyways so i was very defeated and then when i did some more research and found out the mayor of scotts valley who i who's a friend of mine who told me he was a believer i'm like i was like oh my gosh i felt like betrayed like the, we're losing battles there's people that are coming in and they're 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 acting like they're our friends but then when they use they get positions of power they use them against us and it felt, it felt very sick, you know. So I understand where you're coming from, Chris. We sometimes just feel those. Do you have those bad days? I just had a rough, that was a rough week to, to see that happen. And then, of course, we have the the National Day of Prayer the next day, and I just my, I was on my face before the Lord, just crying out for God to mm. to change the direction of our school systems, to change the direction of our cities, um, you know, to 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 get people and help us. To, I mean, this is the problem: is that Satan and these agendas and these, you know dark forces have been working out their own plans for the last 15 years in our school systems and in our government. And I mean, I even went back and listened to show number 23 on the wake the bear radio when we had Christy Lozano on. And she said she under, uh, she discovered a, a, a basically a plot by the, the, le the ultra left to indoctrinate students in CRT and the, this gay agenda, the LBGTQ agenda and it was password protected um, curriculum that parents didn't even know about. And it started 15 years ago, slowly infiltrating it and bringing that, that slow toxins and poison into our system. And now it's like it's now they got it and they're, they're throwing the flag up and they're it's brazen. And I'm thinking to myself, can I put up a Christian flag on that flagpole? I mean, like Jesus died for everybody. So every person on the planet is a sinner and needs Christ. So, so, so the flag really is for everybody. And, and I, and I even mentioned that to someone and I'm like, you, of course you don't believe that because we, this is, should be a place that unifies us, not to divides us. And these, these symbols, the symbol very much divides people and it very much projects a worldview that is not consistent with what everybody believes. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter. They, they have the power and they're going to do it anyways. Okay. Yeah. It goes hand in hand with, uh, you know what uh, Governor Newsom did uh, on the fourth. He he also uh, is playing along with this with this new bill, or well, he announced this new launch of uh, California versus hate, and it's a statewide hotline. So if you think that somebody is uh, speaking hate or acting hate, you can call this hotline and report them. Well, you know you know what that that means, right? We I can't tell you how many times I've heard you know. Oh, this is a white supremacist or this is a, you know, an anti alternative lifestyle or, you know, um, all those things. And that, that conservatives are constantly being targeted as hateful, you know, and, and the gospel. 
so basically he, he mentions that this is going to be uh, a program to help individuals and communities targeted for hate, including Asian Americans, Latinos, black Americans, LGBTQ individuals, religious minorities, um, you know, and, and so you could see where that's going. Right. Uh, I mean, especially with the reparations, you know, I, Oakland this week, they had uh, reparations and they are suggesting that every um, black individual get uh, what $1.2 million. So that, um, yeah, that was on Fox news. Um, and so you can see the things that are happening though, that, um, you know, if you speak against it, it's going to be hate and, you know, all well, it, black people moving to California. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> that's incentivizing. I guess the thing that's really concerning about this is, is all someone has to do is make a phone call and then you've got six months of a hassle, right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. How long, how many times has somebody been accused of something and then they had to spend all this money just to get out of that? Donald, Donald J. Trump. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are you, um, you're innocent until proven guilty, yes. are you? You're guilty. Not anymore. They want you to prove your innocence, um, as Nancy says. So, yeah, a lot of things. But, you know, there's a lot of hope, too. I mean, there are a lot of good things. This all helps push down the road. Something is going to break, right? I mean, you can't just keep going down this road, especially when you've got promises from God that this nation will be saved. Yep. There are way too many people pressing in. And, and pressing into God, saying, God, you need to save us, help us. And if you look at scriptures, every time Israel did what was right in their own eyes, they fell apart. And then all of a sudden, they, they either were taken over by a, another, you know, an army from someone else, somewhere else. And they, they cried out to the Lord and the Lord sent a deliverer. He sent them a deliverer. And, you know, I, I read that over and over. And we do have people that are in those positions as deliverers. They're not our saviors, but they are people that rise up. God says, I'm going to use this person. And we've seen it over and over. And we're seeing leaders rise up right now. And I'm very encouraged by the thing, even with the movies we were talking about earlier. When have I seen this many quality Christian based movies speaking the truth? Yep. I mean, you know, you see things like The Chosen that is just like amazing. Uh, you know, Jesus Revolution had just recently come out, yep. uh, come out in Jesus name, which I have mm -hmm. not seen yet locally. But I mean, it's been in over 2000 theaters. I thought, wow, that is a movie I know a lot of churches wouldn't show, let alone at the theaters. And then, you know, and so we're seeing this, you know, Nefarious, that's a totally new angle. I've never even, it, never even heard of a Christian movie being like that, but it's, it's almost like a into the darkness or whatever years ago, you know, with the spiritual warfare, it's, it's kind of, it sounds like that it, it's opening up people's eyes. And that's just on one front there, yeah. you know, let alone people like Donald, Donald Trump, who has just made that stand. So well, in the movie, you know, the, the one that just, you know, come out in Jesus name is pastor Greg, is it Greg Locke? Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's in Texas. Um, he, he, you know, has been stayed yes. open at what Texas. I think he's in Nashville. Oh, Nashville. Okay. He, he kept his church open all through the, the pandemic, you know, um, so did many pastors, although like 90% of them closed, like talk. And he, then he just talked about in that interview that you were mentioning where he said, you know, that's a big deal where 90% of the churches in America close. That's an attack on the church. 
it's very clear. And, and then he, you know, and then he says, you know, and all this garbage about how pastors aren't supposed to be political and they're, they're sitting in the fence. And I, and I remember Ron once when we were talking about this, you said, yeah, pastors want to be on the fence. The problem is that Satan owns the fence, you know, yep. and, and that's really what's going on. And while the church is lethargic, while we are uh, abnegating our responsibilities to be salt and light, you know, I, I want to see a sticker made, make the church salty again, you know, mm. uh, you know, while we are abnegating our responsibility and our lethargy and our, and our apathy, the enemy has come in and taken over the land and we've let them happen. And we talk about infiltrating the seven mountains of culture. But then as soon as someone actually says, well, how do you do that? Oh, we won't talk about government or politics because that divides. But, but how do you infiltrate and make a change if you're saying that you, the Christian leaders aren't supposed to even talk about politics you know, from the pulpit? Yeah. And, and there's churches in this county, three of the largest churches in this county have a policy not to talk about anything political from their pulpit. They're riding the fence and they're and they're doing what the Bible says. You know, I, I have this against you, this church. You have handed over and ignored Jezebel and she has taken over yeah. your land, your government. Yeah. Well, people are waking up. Yes, they people are. People are waking up. And, you know, signs and wonders is on the rise. Huh? <laughs> A rude awakening is it's not comfortable, but but yeah. it's a precipice that we need to look into and we need to see what is true. Yeah, yep. I, I mentioned this last week, but uh, maybe I did. Um, there were 98 people that received Christ at the Satanic Boston Convention in Boston. Sean Foyt took a bunch of um, evangelists and they went and did worship there and they they did out outside, you know, and they led 98 people. So even in the midst of the place where they're saying the Satan is the largest satanic gathering in American history, I mean, there's like maybe 800 people that went like still 98 people were saved. So even though it looks dark, there are people who are turning and repenting and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Amen. we win this. Yeah. Yes, we do. We do. Well, as we close up, I think we're actually ten minutes over. So let's uh, let's close this up. It was a good uh, good thing. Any closing uh, comments? Hold on, it's gonna be exciting. Yes, we have a secret weapon. It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that turns people from darkness to light. And this nation will be saved. Amen. The bear, it will the bear, be. The bear will be saved. Keep in prayer. Keep in prayer. God hears these prayers. I'm telling you, he's moving. Good night. <laughs>